Hello and welcome to our podcast series on the tragic events of the Mumbai blasts of 1993. In this episode we will delve deeper into the murky world of the government officials and film stars nexus with the underworld and also discuss some of the breakthroughs made in the investigation of these devastating bombings. Investigations and inquiry in subsequent days. In this episode We delve into the art of interrogation and how it can be compared to playing a game of chess. We discuss the use of warfare tactics such as those employed by Gideon in the Old Testament to con the person being questioned into thinking that the interrogator knows more than they do. Our story picks up with Maria, who encounters a teenage girl named Catherine outside Al Husseini. Catherine reveals that she knows Tiger Memon and describes the recent activities in the area. This information leads Maria to confront Mukadam, Tiger's manager, and extract more details from him. Maria and his team interrogate Mukadam and convince him to cooperate in the investigation. They gather the addresses of all of Tiger's associates and instruct their team to search for them. Just as they are about to leave, they are interrupted by the arrival of additional commissioner of police YC Pawar and joint commissioner MN Singh. Maria updates them on the progress made so far. Over several days, the Mahim police station was in a flurry of activity as suspects were brought in, questioned, yelled at, and led out. For Maria, it became a second home where he worked, ate, and slept, only going home to bathe and change. The benefit of operating from the Mahim was that it had a spacious four-story lockup with over 64 detention cells capable of holding up to 300 detainees located just behind the police station. Within a few days, the lockup was filled as suspects were picked up and detained. The arrests were carefully planned to avoid alerting others, with most being carried out late at night after long stakeouts outside the suspects' homes. Imtiaz Gawate was apprehended from Navpara in Bandra West while Abdul Ghani Turk and Mushtaq Tarani were picked up from Dongri and Parvez Sheikh from the railway quarters at Andheri Within a short span police had picked up hundreds of suspects causing panic in the Muslim community especially those associated with Tiger By 21 March a dozen suspects had been booked under Tada Maria's team continued relentless inquiries, conducting numerous nocturnal visits, raids, summons, and arrests. Bhendi Bazaar, Mohammad Ali Road, Paidhoni, and Nagpada were the areas where such raids occurred the most. Nexus of corrupt government officials in smuggling of contraband. In this episode, we will also be discussing the investigations into the 1993 Bombay bombings. and the subsequent arrests in Raigad after some key suspects confessed to the landings of RDX explosive in march the police turned their attention to the villages of Srivardhan Mahasla and Mehed in Raigad where they interrogated around 400 people however unlike in bombay very few of those arrested had any connection to tiger memon or the bombings instead they were mainly porters loaders and boatmen who had been involved in smuggling for years and had little information to offer despite this they were able to name three ring leaders of the landing operations on 3rd february and 7th as dada bhai parker davood fancy and rahim londriwala 
It was also discovered that Dawood Fancy had received specific instructions from Dawood Ibrahim to assist Tiger Mehman with the landings. Although the Bombay police had alerted the Raigarh police about the role of these landing agents by the second week of March, DSP TS Bhal was reluctant to arrest them without concrete evidence. This led the Bombay police to take matters into their own hands and arrest the landing agents themselves towards the end of March. During interrogations, Dada Bhai Parker revealed that he, Dawood Fancy, and Rahim Londriwala had been partners in smuggling for about five years and had worked for Tiger Memon since 1991, helping him with six landings, four of which were of silver ingots and the last two of arms and explosives. For each landing the agents paid off customs, Directorate of Revenue Intelligence, and the police officials to ensure that the goods could be unloaded and transported to the city without hindrance. They also hired men to offload the consignments, earning 7,000 rupees for each 30 kilogram silver ingot. The corrupt officials were paid varying amounts ranging from thousands to several lakhs of rupees, and their involvement cut across various beneficiaries in all departments. Overall, the investigations in Raigarh shed light on the inner workings of the smuggling and corruption networks that enabled the bombings to take place, and the subsequent arrests of the landing agents were a significant development in the case. The Anti-Corruption Bureau of the CBI conducted raids on the houses of officials suspected of collusion with the smugglers. DIG Ulhas Joshi of Thane Range, who was responsible for the area where some of the smugglers were arrested, wanted to be involved in what he considered the case of the decade. Joshi learned that additional custom commissioner Thapa was suspected of conniving with his colleagues who were implicated in the smuggling. Thapa was a senior official in the customs department, second only to the chief of the Mumbai crime branch. Joshi realized that to take action against Thapa, he would need help from the Director General of Police and other senior officials. He obtained permission to raid Thapa's house, but that raid yielded nothing. Joshi then talked to other junior officers who were suspended by Thapa after being named by landing agents as being on their payroll. Their statements and other circumstantial evidence suggested Thapa's complicity in smuggling and provided Joshi with enough material to get permission for Thapa's arrest. Mr. Thapa was charged with complicity during the landing of arms. He had received alerts about the landing but had not taken sufficient precautions. A customs inspector had informed him of the likelihood of landing at Shekhadi and had suggested putting a watch at the main exit point from the area. Thapa did not inform the officers at Aliban who had Shekhadi in their jurisdiction. Instead, he laid a trap at the wrong place and was missing from the ambush site for some time when the smuggling took place. The customs team gave up the vigil after some time and did not take the warnings about the landing seriously. Former IPS Mr. D. Sivanandan recollects the happenings in one of the interviews on YouTube and narrates the happenings of those tragic days. Muslim businesses were tarched, you know, like you also have a shop, others in between there's a Muslim, some Noor Jahan, something that was tarched and things like that. So having been done this, 
allegedly as per the intelligence they were, a few of them went to daud ibrahims and we have to avenge this kind of uh, the uh, humiliation and there he was forced or asked or cajoled whatever it is he was asked so he with the help of isi uh, had organized the landing of uh, uh, 4000 kilos of rdx that is 4 metric tons of rdx 2000 ak47 2000 hand grenades this is like um, using a sledge ha- uh, hammer for killing a fly this much he had brought and landed in uh, that um, uh, digi uh, uh, on various other places and these customs officers were conniving one additional commissioner called somnath thapa customs collector he organized it helped he was arrested and prosecuted and later he died of cancer and then he faced the prosecution so uh, the conspiracy allegedly was hatched in a place called persian darbar uh, a hotel here in uh, panvel Uh, uh so that kind of uh, things were all uh, there that they were when the mall came also they were uh, helped by uh, people not interfering and things like that then ultimately they were all landed there in mahim that building called al hussein or something where this tiger women just next to mahim police station where that's where it was all assembled and overnight uh, one night before they took it various places and uh, then they parked it and what happened is uh, history yeah <laughs> It seems that Thapa had played a key role in facilitating the landing of arms and explosives by not taking sufficient precautionary measures and suppressing critical information. The allegation of sending a wireless message to misled customs officials about the landing is particularly damning. The fact that he was a senior official in the customs department and ranked higher than the chief of the Mumbai crime branch, JCP MN Singh, made the case even more significant. The arrest of Mr Thapa created a significant uproar and overshadowed the arrest of film star Sanjay Dutt who was notorious for his wayward lifestyle. Mr Thapa on the other hand was seen as an epitome of respectability which made the allegations against him all the more shocking. Involvement of film stars and politicians in underworld. In Mahim lockup a place where detainees feared for their lives an intimidating police officer named virendra vani walked in on 11th april vani was a former national level boxer and was nicknamed arnold schwarzenegger for his muscular build one of the inmates ibrahim chauhan got vani's attention and he became vani's target chauhan who had already divulged everything pleaded with vani to leave him alone but vani was relentless Chauhan began to tell his story of meeting Anis Ibrahim and Abu Salem in Dubai and how they became friends. After returning to Bombay, Chauhan kept in touch with Salem and he was later taken to the office of Magnum Videos in Santa Cruz where he met Samir Hingora. Vani demanded to know who Hingora was and what the motive behind Chauhan's story was. Chauhan confirmed that Hingora and Hanif Karawala were both involved in organizing shows in Dubai for Dawood Ibrahim for which they would ferry well-known film personalities. This was not the first time that they were named in a criminal nexus. After Maria was informed of the development, he decided to follow up on Chauhan's story and dispatch to police teams to get the film producers. Meanwhile, Vani continued interrogating Chauhan until the two arrived. Maria offered the option to Ibrahim Chauhan of either talking with him in the investigation room or talking to Vani in the lockup. 
Chauhan agreed to speak out about everything and revealed that Anis had instructed him and Abu Salem to deliver some guitars and tennis balls to Sanju Baba's house at Bandra. Guitar was an AK-56 rifle and the tennis balls were hand grenades. Chauhan explained that Sunil Dutt had done a lot of relief work after the riots of December and January and Sanjay Dutt had chipped in. As a result, the Shiv Sena guys had been threatening him. Sanjay had requested Anis for some guns to defend himself, which Maria couldn't believe. He sat up and his eyes widened with shock and disbelief. Maria was lost in thought as he contemplated the repercussions of this revelation. He was interrupted by Nagoda, who had brought in Hanif Karawala. Maria was told by Karawala that Sanjay Dutt a film star was involved in the bombings. Maria questioned Karawala about his involvement with the underworld syndicate and whether Samir Hingura, Abu Salim, Baba Chauhan, and Sanjay Dutt were members of the group. Karawala denied the syndicate's existence but revealed that Anis Ibrahim had interfered in their business. Maria then questioned Karawala about the delivery of arms and ammunition to Sanjay Dutt and Karawala reluctantly admitted to the exchange. Maria then signaled for Samir Hingora to be brought in for questioning. Hingora revealed that Abu Salim and Baba Chauhan had asked him to deliver weapons to Sanjay Dutt. On 16th January, all three of them went to Sunil Dutt's bungalow, where Sanjay Dutt had requested three AK-56 rifles and 25 hand grenades. Karawala's and Hingora's statements matched, so Maria decided to record their statements. He then called J.C.P. Singh and C.P. Samra to update them on the new developments. Samra had been giving daily press briefings on the case, which caused resentment among some politicians. On 12 April, Samra announced that the police suspected the involvement of a few film industry people in the bombings. Reporters demanded names and Samra confirmed that Hanif Karawala and Samir Hingora had been arrested. Mr. Baljeet Parmar, who was a go-getting crime reporter working under Mr. Rajat Sharma, recollects how he broke the Sanjay Dutt story in media. तो वहां जाके देखते हैं एक महीने के बाद क्या-क्या नई बातें हुई है होता ही आपको एक साल मनाते हैं एक 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 महीना देख लेते हैं फिर 100 दिन देखते हैं क्या हुआ तो मैं जब माइन प्लेस स्टेशन पहुंचा तो एक सीनियर आईपीएस ऑफिसर मिले मुझे वहां पे जा रहे थे गाड़ी में बैठने तो मैंने उनको एक मिनट को रोका मैंने कहा सर कुछ नई बात कुछ हो तो हमारे लिए तो अच्छे दोस्त थे मेरे उन्होंने कॉन्फिडेंस से बोला कि एमपी के बेटे का नाम आ रहा है और वो चले गए गाड़ी में बैठ मैं पूरा दिन सोचता रहा कि एमपी कौन एमपी हो सकता है कौन इसका बेटा हो सकता है लेकिन मैंने किसी से जिक्र नहीं किया इस बात का तो मैं अपने तरीके से इंस्पेक्टर से एसीपी और जो मेरे सोर्सेज थे क्राइम ब्रांच में पुलिस स्टेशन में उनसे तहकीकात करता रहा आने वाले 24 घंटे लेकिन कुछ बोलने को तैयार नहीं दूसरे दिन फिर मैं रात को लेट नाइट गया तो एक और ऑफिसर मुझे नजर आ गए वहां पे बाहर निकले इन्वेस्टिगेशन करते हुए तो मैंने उनको थोड़ा फिर जर्नलिस्टिक तरीके से एक तीर छोड़ा एक मैंने कहा सर वो जो एक मालूम पड़ा आपने एमपी के बेटे को उठाया इन्वेस्टिगेशन के लिए 
कौन के मुंह से निकल गया नहीं उठाया नहीं अभी वो तो फॉरन में शूटिंग कर रहा है वो आएगा तो फिर देखेंगे तो मुझे लगा मालूम पड़ा कि ये एम कौन है और एम का बेटा कौन है फिर एहसास हुआ कि जिस एम की बात कल हो रही थी वो सुनील दत्त है उनका बेटा संजय दत्त एक्टर है मैंने थोड़ा इंक्वायरी की तो मालूम पड़ा वाकई संजय दत्त मेरे चीज में फिल्म की शूटिंग कर रहे थे हलनायक फिल्म की जो उनके अरेस्ट होने के बाद रिलीज हुई और एट भी हो गई थी तो वो मैंने क्योंकि सुनील दत्त साहब को मैं जानता था पर्सनली तो हमारे प्रिंट मीडिया में होता था कि जिसके खिलाफ आप लिख रहे हो उसका वर्षन भी होना चाहिए तो मैंने दत्त साहब के घर पे फोन किया तो मालूम पड़ा वो अब्रॉड गए हुए हैं मैंने और उनके दोस्तों से इंक्वायरी की मालूम पड़ा कि वो जर्मनी में गए हुए हैं और मैंने जर्मन के उनके जो कॉमन फ्रेंड मेरे भी दोस्त हैं उनके भी दोस्त हैं मिस्टर जयालाल तो स्टर्न मैगजीन के फोटोग्राफर थे उस टाइम पर उनके घर पर फ़ोन किया उन्होंने बताया पहले तो बोल रहे थे एक मिनट रुको और बाद में बोल दिया दत्त साहब तो चले गए तो मैं समझा थोड़ा दत्त साहब अवॉइड कर रहे हैं बाद में कंफर्म हुआ जयालाल साहब ने बोला मुझे कि जब आपका फोन आया था तो सुनील दत्त साहब मेरे पास ही बैठे थे लेकिन उन्होंने इशारे से मना कर दिया था कि मैं मत बताना कि मैं यहाँ पे हूँ तो मैं समझ गया कि इनसे बात करने का कोई फायदा नहीं है स्टोरी तो कन्फर्म हो गई दत्त साहब अवॉइड कर रहे हैं दो बड़े ऑफिसर ने बता दिया है तो मैंने आकर पंद्रह तारीख को वो स्टोरी जो थी वो मैंने डेली अखबार में छापी और रजत शर्मा ये हमारे एडिटर थे उस टाइम पे उस पेपर के और उन्होंने मेरा साथ दिया हालांकि मेरे पास कोई सबूत नहीं था ही बिलीव मी मैंने खाली बताया कि मेरी जो सोर्स था और स्टोरी सही है बोलते कोई बात नहीं विल टेक आर रिस्टेंट पब्लिश और हमने स्टोरी चलाई स्टोरी तहलका हो गया पूरे सिटी में ऑन दर्टीन ऑफ अप्रैल ऑल द पेपर्स कैरीड हेडलाइन अबाउट द इन्वॉल्वमेंट ऑफ द फिल्म इंडस्ट्री स्पेशली संजय दत्त इन द ब्लास्ट Some reporters had begun investigating other film stars known to be close to Dawood Ibrahim Syndicate. The weeklies and fortnightlies began planning reports around the criminal nexus of the Bollywood moguls. People commented that even before investigations, Samra had called Sanjay innocent. On 19th April 1993, Sanjay Dutt was arrested by Mumbai police upon his return from Mauritius. At the airport, He was surrounded by gun-toting commandos and whisked away to the Unit 7 Office of Crime Branch at Bandra. The media made a huge fuss over the excessive force used to arrest him as he did not try to escape. The then Member of Parliament Mr Sunil Dutt when Sanju was arrested by Mumbai police had this to say Jab ye paper mein aana shuru hua maine khud apne bete ko phone kiya wo Mauritius mein shooting kar raha tha. तुम फौरन आ जाओ मैंने खुद हमारे चीफ मिनिस्टर साहब को फोन किया मैंने कमिश्नर साहब को फोन किया कि फला फला फ्लाइट से मेरा बेटा आ रहा है और आप उसको एयरपोर्ट से ही सीधा ले जाइए क्वेश्चनिंग के लिए इनिशियली संजय डिनाइड हिज इन्वॉल्वमेंट विद आनीज इब्राहिम और दैट ही हैड बॉट वेपन्स हाउएवर आफ्टर सम टाइम He broke down and confessed to acquiring an AK-56 rifle through Samir Hingora and Hanif Kadwala. Sanjay revealed that he had been introduced to Dawood and his brother Anis Ibrahim during the shoot of his film Yelgar in Dubai in December 1991. Sanjay had purchased the rifle after the 1992 riots during which his father was branded pro-Muslim and his family received threatening calls. He was very upset and had sought help from the police but they were uncooperative. Fearing the tarnishing of his father's reputation and his political career, Sanjay decided not to inform the police about the rifle. He had even tried to get rid of it by asking Samir and Hanif to take it back, 
but they never did. In the end, Sanjay was sentenced to five years in prison for illegal possession of firearms. The Mumbai bomb blasts of 1993 was a tragic event that left over 250 people dead and many more injured. The involvement of a Bollywood actor like Sanjay Dutt in the case shocked the nation and brought to light the deep-rooted nexus between the film industry and the underworld. After Sanjay Dutt's arrest, questions began to arise about the involvement of film stars and politicians in the bombings. There was a demand for a CBI investigation into the matter, which was met with resistance from the Commissioner of Police Mr. Samra who believed that the police force was better equipped to handle the case at that stage and had more local expertise. The demand for a CBI probe grew, with the opposition in Lok Sabha demanding that the investigation in the Bombay blasts be handed over to CBI. In early May, Sri Rajesh Pilot wrote to the Prime Minister Sri Narsimha Rao stating that a CBI probe would prove that the government was not shielding anyone. No matter how highly placed they were. Sri Pawar also wrote to the Prime Minister stating that he had no objection to CBI handling the blast investigations, but he had apprehensions that it might lead to unwanted delays. The Union Home Ministry formed a high-level team to trace the links of politicians, bureaucrats, film personalities and other influential people with the underworld. They were directed to submit a report within three months of their first meeting on the 15th of July. It was the first time that such a specialist team was formed to probe a high-level nexus. At the end of May 1993, it was announced that the case would be handed over to the CBI. However, CP Samra reacted sharply, stating that his men had worked day in and day out making good progress. Actual CBI involvement in the case did not start until after the charge sheet of Bombay police was filed. The Bombay police managed to finish the documentation and make a detailed charge sheet, which was finally submitted on the 4th of November in the Tara court. A total of 189 people were named, out of whom 145 had been arrested and 44 were absconding. This included 13 members of Tiger Memon's family. The main charge sheet was 9,104 pages long. At the time of the filing of the charge sheet, Samra requested that Sri Ujwal Nikam from Jalgaon be the chief public prosecutor. On the 5th of November, a day after the charge sheet was filed, Mr. Samra was promoted to be the DGP and put in charge of the Anti-Corruption Bureau in Maharashtra. Many opined that Mr. Samra was politely shunted out. He had been the police commissioner for barely eight months. Mr. Satish Sahani, an officer with an impressive record, was made the police commissioner of Bombay. Mr. Sahani worked relentlessly with rivaling communities and brought harmony among communities back in Bombay. Closing, in the next episode, we will delve deeper into the role of the Memon family in the 1993 Mumbai blasts. We will examine the evidence against them and explore their alleged connections to the underworld and other terrorist organizations. Join us as we uncover the details of one of the most devastating terrorist attacks in Indian history.